It's the Power Hour LSU podcast. Let's go! Did we just lose the best LSU story ever? Um, where does your humility come from? And no doubt, like I can just be humble as I can be. Like, don't let nothing get to me, no matter what's out there, or whatever. I just stay to stick to the course and like just be the guy I am now. Welcome back. It is the PHL podcast, and I want to ask you a question: Who is your favorite? underrated, not talked a whole lot about LSU Tiger ever. Like, a lot of you have your own pick. Uh, Some of you go way, way, way back to someone like Todd Kinchin. Um, You know, you go someone a little bit more modern era, let's say a random player like John Battle, maybe. But A lot of you have your picks as to who actually is underrated. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of inside baseball here on YouTube and podcasting and all of that. What's very interesting when I look at my analytics is when I do content regarding the legacies of LSU players and whether or not they go to the NFL draft, people don't watch. It's kind of like the analytics are telling me that once a player leaves, you just don't care about him anymore. Um, yesterday, I released a video on today's subject, Jerry Jenkins, and everybody wanted to talk about Aaron Anderson, a five-star wide receiver who just hit the transfer portal from Alabama, who may or may not actually come to LSU. And what's very interesting about that is what that tells me is something that a lot of people in content knows. It's what could happen instead of what actually has happened is what drives clicks, right? You see it in the NBA, you see it in the NFL, you know, trade rumors and all of that. And now with the transfer portal, everybody wants to know who the next thing could actually be for LSU. And look, Aaron Anderson might actually be that guy. Xavion Thomas is someone out of Mississippi State who's entered the transfer portal who was actually my highest graded skill position player coming out of Louisiana in 2022. And um, unlike Aaron Anderson, he actually did play uh, this past year versus Mississippi State and was a really potent punt returner for them. But you know, I, 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 I'm going to do a lot of content on those guys, but today I want to talk about one of the more legendary LSU careers that just ended, and that was Jare Jenkins. Jare means a lot to the town of Gina. Everybody says pass the ball to Jare. Go tend the ball, man. Get the ball to Jare. Throw it. Throw it. Jare leads it there. I leads too. <laughs> so... That was an excerpt from Jacques Doucet, and it was Jacques who actually um, asked the beginning audio quote uh, from Jare Jenkins. So for those that don't know, that was actually Jare talking at the beginning about being humble, and those were various members of Gina, Louisiana, speaking about number 10, Jare Jenkins. And, you know, I, I want to do this show today because... I I hate that terms get thrown around a lot that aren't really accurate and don't really tell the full story about a player. And I want to start off by saying that Dre Jenkins is a very, very, very good 
LSU Tiger receiver. Is he amongst the top 10 of the modern era? No. Might be on the back end of the top 20. That just lets you know how many great LSU wide receivers uh, have come through the door. But what I can say unequivocally is nobody has had to really overcome as much as Ray Jenkins, right? Now, there are others who have really had to wait their turn, someone like a Russell Gage. But really, Jeray Jenkins is one of the more incredible LSU stories I can remember. And I want to show him love today because these terms that are used a lot by the media, that are used by the athletes themselves and by fans, you know, you hear it all the time. I am slept on. I am someone that people doubt. I am people... Uh, nobody believed in me before the season. And what's very interesting about Jeray Jenkins is in each of the past three off seasons, those things were very, very true, right? Go back into the off season of 2020. Nobody believed Jeray Jenkins would finish as a top three receiver on the team. The talk was all about Trey Palmer, Devonta Lee, the newly minted five-star Kayshawn Booty, Eric Gilbert, Terrace Marshall. As you can see, Jure was sixth in the minds of many at best. Then the very next year, Jure Jenkins in basically the same spot, right, going into 2021. And once again, uh, we'll get into that in a second. But, you know, you go into 2021, everyone's talking about, once again, Trey Palmer, Devonta Lee. The new freshmen, the Chris Hilton, the BTJs, the Jack Beshes, and of course, Kayshawn. And once again, Dre Jenkins was a baller. He was a top three receiver on the team. And once again, nobody truly believed that he would follow up on what was a really good 2020. And then going into 2022, the same thing. Uh, It was about... Kayshawn's return from injury, Jack Besh following up on a great, you know, true freshman season, Malik Neighbors tearing it up in camp, and uh, Brian Thomas Jr., um, the new coach, the new quarterback. Nobody was talking about Jerry Jenkins. And once again, in the very first game of the season, two tutties in the very last game of the season, clutch, touchdown, and what was a very clunky passing attack from LSU and all Jeray Jenkins did was stay the course and still become one of the best receivers on this team. So when you hear all the times people talk about adversity and nobody believing in you, well, you just heard from Jeray's community. Um, everybody believed in Jeray Jenkins. Everybody thought uh, there, and maybe only there, that Jeray Jenkins would be who he is now. Now, what I will say is going into 2020, I was one of those people that didn't even have Jerry Jenkins on my radar. I knew he caught five passes versus Northwestern in 2019, and he redshirted in 2018. I thought he was going to be the second best receiver on the team in 2021. There was a lot of data backing it up uh, from his 2020 season. But going into this year, I was like, man, it's going to be tough with Jack Besh and Malik Neighbors and Kayshawn coming back. And once again, Jeray Jenkins exceeded expectations. I don't think people quite understand how difficult that actually is for a player who came in 
in the same recruiting class in 2018 with two guys that were clearly better than him in Jamar Chase, one of the best players ever at LSU, and Terrace Marshall as well. So Dre Jenkins came in a recruiting class where he was an afterthought. Uh, Dre Jenkins was an afterthought um, in 2018 and 2019 where he barely played. 2020, 2021, 2022, no buzz surrounding Dre Jenkins just for him to silence the doubters and, and not really doubters, but people just nobody, you know, really talking about him. Um, all he did was for three consecutive seasons, uh, ball out. Something else that's very impressive about this guy is he's not the fastest. He is not a blazer, but he is a deep threat assassin. He reads the game really well. And, um, you know, his football IQ is just off the charts. This is a guy who, for three consecutive years, was top two on the team, minimum 20 receptions in yards per catch. So not only did he catch a lot of passes, this is a guy who caught a lot of big, big, big passes. He's also one of the best on the team when it comes to drop percentage. He has had very reliable hands. But you go back to the 2021 season, there was a time where we thought Jerry Jenkins wasn't really going to play again for the season because, well, he dropped a lot of passes early in the year and his spot on the depth chart got dropped. And even when that happened, a lot of guys would have entered the transfer portal. A lot of younger players who clearly surpassed him, uh, Jack Bash, BTJ, and at the time, Deion Smith. Well, if you go back and actually look at you know Instagram posts from LSU around the time, Dre Jenkins was still leading pregame chants. He was still one of the leaders on the team. He did not pack his bags and sulk and go somewhere else where he'd be the number one guy. He just stuck it out. And this guy really freaking loved Louisiana. Okay? So, you know, it, it's crazy when you actually chronicle his career. He really had nothing handed to him. All, I mean... Every target that he earned, he legitimately earned it. He didn't get it based off his recruiting ranking because he was only a three-star. He didn't get it based off of public hype because there was none surrounding him. And that's what's really amazing about him. And all this guy is, is quiet. He's not some, you know, look at me kind of guy. Of course, you know, he gritties um, and, and celebrates his touchdowns, but... You know, look, I, I'm not going to pretend like I, I know this guy, and I'm not going to pretend that I'm around him in the building every single day. But if you factor in all the different coaches that have come in, especially this past year when he had to make a decision whether or not he was going to come back, the decision to come back was pretty huge for this team. And the one thing about Jerry Jenkins that we have not mentioned, as you can see, there's just layers and layers and layers of Jerry Jenkins. How many receivers? I, I, I really want you to think about this. How many receivers can you remember? Four game-winning or game-tying fourth-quarter catches, right? Arkansas in 2020 with TJ Finley. 2021, Max Johnson versus Texas A&M and... Max Johnson versus Florida. And then in 2022, um, we just released a film study on this play again. The Florida State game where he was magnificent in the fourth quarter and he had the most insane route I've ever seen ran um, with the game on the line. 
I still think the ankles of that Florida State defender are still on the Superdome turf. It was truly, truly, truly spectacular. So, you know, you you have all these moments from Dre Jenkins where he was massive, just massive, massive, massive touchdown catches. Then we lend itself to another interesting story. And this was kind of cool for me. This is a guy that I've always followed from afar. His name is Todd Pulitz. You, you might not have ever heard of him, but he is the uh, official general content manager with LSU. Okay. So I reached out to Todd. He knows all these crazy stats and his football mind when it comes to LSU is unparalleled, right? As far as just these random, random, random stats. So I'm going to list all the players that Jeray Jenkins has caught passes from in his career. Okay. Joe Burrow, Miles Brennan, Max Johnson, TJ Finley, Garrett Nussmeyer, John Trey Kirkland, and Jaden Daniels, right? So seven different quarterbacks he's had to work with. And the last five all touchdowns, right? He caught touchdowns from each and every one of those. And what's interesting is that is tied for the most modern era touchdown catches from different quarterbacks, along with Brandon LaFell and Demetrius Bird. The all-time leaders are Brad Boyd and Andy Hamilton from the early 70s. So very interesting stuff there. So what does that tell me? Well, Dre Jenkins had to work with a bunch of different quarterbacks, including one that was in his position group uh, for a majority of his career. And once again, it's the same thing. When And I judge players when I evaluate players. How good are you when things around you aren't perfect? Dre Jenkins threw a tumultuous end of the Ed Orgeron regime, who was there in 2018 and 2019 when the team was winning, went through all of that, played with true freshmen at quarterbacks, guys that are long gone, wide receivers at quarterbacks, all-time great quarterbacks, and, well, some very, very good quarterbacks mixed in there. That is a hodgepodge of names, if I've ever heard one. So, you know, you just, I mean, I, I could go on for hours about this, but that is what really fascinates me about this guy is he is truly the guy that has overcome the absolute most to be as productive as he's been. And there are so many opportunities that if I was Jare Jenkins, especially with the transfer portal being the way that it is, I would have been like, look, I'm going to go be the guy. I'm going to go play in an offense that, you know, puts a lot of targets in in, in the hands of, of deep threats. And all this guy's done is just kept performing time in and time out and oh yes two tackles on special teams one including a kickoff uh touchdown saving tackle versus UAB I mean it it just goes on and on and on right and what I'll say about that is it even you know stretches off the field we talked about you know the leadership and all that stuff well this is a guy who lost his mom this is a guy who if you don't know the history of Gina Louisiana well it's complicated right and to have you know a player from such a small town in Louisiana represent a town that is you know most known for something very uh, I'll say tragic if you will um it's uh it's it's 
it probably united that town, which is why earlier in this show, I decided to share those clips. Those are people from all backgrounds sharing how much this man means to the community. So yeah, you know, I would love to have Dre on one of my YouTube channels uh, sometime, but God bless. What a freaking tiger. Now, hope you guys give this a five-star review. Hope you subscribe, ring the bell. And as always, we give you one little extra nugget at the end of the episode, okay? What are we going to do now that Jerry Jenkins is gone? Nothing. LSU will be just fine. And that's the beauty of LSU football. At the wide receiver position, you're never in shambles at this university. I do have a really high grade on Shelton Sampson, as do I of Kyle Parker, Jalen Brown, Kai uh, Prean coming in. Obviously, there are some names uh, from the transfer portal that will interest LSU, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. And let's be honest, the top three are pretty locked in coming back next year. Kayshawn, obviously, um, Malik, and Brian Thomas Jr. Okay? Some of you are big fans of Landon Ibietta. Uh, as you can see, there's just so so much. And that's why that makes what Jerry Jenkins does even more spectacular because during his time, you can argue even the wide receiver room was just as deep, if not deeper, when he played uh, at LSU. And the fact that this guy carved out a career in the same recruiting class as Jamar Chase and freaking Terrace Marshall lets you know what perseverance or is it perseverance? Perseverance, perseverance. You know, I got into it with uh, Simper, one of our viewers. Um, Simper got on me for my pronunciation of pronunciation. It is pronunciation. But you pronounce, pronounce, pronounce. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out to you, Jure Jenkins. I hope one day I get to meet you. And by the way, I highly, and I mean highly, recommend you check out Jacques' feature on Jure Jenkins. It is the PHL Podcast, baby. Bye! And tonight... I'm just thinking, do we have to do a BJ O'Jolari episode? You could make a you could make another episode totally on BJ as well. Uh, but tonight, um, uh, what are we doing? Oh, oh, Mama K made gumbo. Let's go. <laughs>